The Lord doesn't often do this with me because I'm the associate pastor and usually I might preach, oh, five, seven times a year when the pastor's at a conference or away. But it just sort of laid on my heart tonight how full you must be. But it reminded me of the story when Jesus was preaching on the mountain and the crowd had been there for a long time and they were getting hungry. And he says, well, what do we have to feed them? He says, we don't, we don't have anything. But there is a little boy that's got fish and two loaves of Spanish bread. Five loaves. Five loaves of Spanish bread and fish. And Jesus took that little bit and multiplied it. And not only was everybody fed, but they had food left over. So I'm going to take just a little bit of what I was going to share. And we'll ask God to multiply it. That we'll have plenty left over. And we'll have one long, long sermon tomorrow night. Our God and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God of miracles. And Lord, any verse in your word is powerful, dynamic, and strong, and can change a life. And so Lord, we thank you for that, that we find purpose there, and we find meaning, and we find strength and energy just from reading your word. Tonight, Lord, give us just that little bit that will multiply inside of us to add to what we already have. That we'll walk away again, praising you that we were in your house tonight with your people, worshiping you, giving you all the honor and glory. On your name we pray. Amen. A verse that I used on Sunday just to share with you. It's a verse that Jesus used when he was coming out from talking with Zacharias and he says, or Zacchaeus, he says, Salvation has come to your house today because he's also the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save those that were lost. Aren't you thankful that God sent someone to you one day and shared the gospel message with you and your heart was convicted and somewhere along the way you surrendered your life and said, yes, this is what I've been looking for. And God says, you're the person I've been looking for. His disciples knew he had one week left. Some of them didn't believe it, but Jesus did. He says, in this one last week, I've got to get you prepared to share the good news, which means I've got to transfer your mind and change that you start thinking from your heart. Because there's an attitude that has to be brought into you that's just like mine if you're going to get that message out. And he shared with them about some things that were most important. But what I'm going to share with you really quick comes out of Luke chapter 21 34 through 36 Jesus had finished preaching 
a whole section of life-changing thoughts, sharing with them their right attitude about taxation, their right understanding of the resurrection, their right heart, right giving of uh, giving of their tithes and, and offering, shared about the destruction of the temple that was going to come, and then spent a whole lengthy time about end times, saying these things are going to happen along the way. Get yourself prepared. And after he finishes this, he says in verse 34, Luke chapter 21, 34, But take heed to yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, that the day comes upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of this whole earth. Watch therefore and pray that you may be counted worthy to escape that which things will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. The key word and the opposite word that I'd like to say says, watch. He says, I've told you that times are coming and end times are coming, so watch. And this was, make sure that you're ready, that you're prepared for when I'm going to come. And today, we still have to be prepared. Because as I had shared on Sunday, you're a couple hours closer to heaven now than you were before you got here. And it's coming, right folks? You're going or he's coming, but it's getting closer Are you ready to meet your Lord and Savior? Have you taken that opportunity to say, Lord, I know what you're talking about. I have sins in my life that are worthy of death. I don't know how to get rid of them. What should I do? And he sends somebody to you already that share with you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. How he died in your place that you could have eternal life. And the simplicity of the gospel says... Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord with their mouth from their heart can be saved. It doesn't cost you good works. It doesn't cost you knowing your Bible as a scholar. It costs God, His Son, in your place that you could have eternal life. But He says, guard. There's going to be some that will forsake Jesus along the way. Because they weren't guarding their heart with the gospel. He said, guard that heart. Always, though, look at verse 36. Watch therefore and pray. God is looking for people that will be prayed up on on, on the moment. By praying, what I mean is, as we prayed, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our trespasses. Keep us out of temptation. We're constantly praying without ceasing, God, I want to be ready for you to use me tonight. I've cleared myself. I've asked, Lord, that I've been forgiven for those people I've offended. And I'm not carrying any grudges. I'm not trying to get back. You see, God allowed His Son to die for you while you were yet a sinner. And he didn't say it, they get their life straight. He says, I'm going to die for them now. He became your servant on earth in your place. He says, pray. Many people think they'll never fall. 
But some of the greatest individuals in the Bible fell. Some of them came back. Others, pride and arrogance got in their way. And because they were so proud, they, they couldn't come back and they were put on a shelf and they wouldn't be used anymore. You are to pray. Pray that God uses you today and tomorrow to reach someone with the gospel of Christ. If you've got family, which you do, you need to reach them with the gospel of Christ. If you're working with somebody, you need to reach them with the gospel of Christ. He says, I want you to be the children of God. Jesus mentioned this because he knew the last part of this week he would be giving his life for his apostles. And he wanted to understand fully the change that would take place when he died. Some of them will be persecuted themselves. Some of them will walk away and deny that they even knew him. Some of them will wonder, how will we get along after he's gone? After all, he took care of us for all this time. And Jesus says, I'm going to share with you how you're going to do it. Others will struggle for power. They'll want to be the number one. And Jesus says, no, let me show you how to become great. But he says, first, I want you to watch for my appearance. I don't ever take the bus anywhere because I never know if the bus is going to run on time in our area. But I see people on my way to work that are standing at the bus stop and I feel sorry for them because they don't know when that bus is coming either. But you know what? They don't leave because they know sooner or later that bus is going to come, they're going to get on it, and it's going to take them to their destination. Don't leave the place where God has called you. Wait and watch and be ready. One day he's coming, and it may be soon, and he'll take us to our final destination. Our God and Heavenly Father, we reach out to you tonight, praising you, Lord, for the sacrifice that's already been made here by these dedicated men and women and boys and girls to put this building where they can be the body of Christ, where they can be the church and worship and praise you, where they can have a place to bring a mighty force inside and train them and send them back out into this community. And Lord, I thank you because I can see in the midst of this group power, strength, years and years of experience and love for God. Help them, Lord, to manifest that love that a revival breaks out in this town and the towns that they live in. The people couldn't stop talking about the power of God to transform a life. Let me ask you, head bowed and eye closed. You know that Jesus is coming one day. You also know that one day you're going to die yourself. Are you ready 
to meet your Lord and Savior? You say, I'm not sure. How can I make sure? Jesus is very clear in this area. He says, all of sin come short of the glory of God. I want you to think now. Have you done anything wrong against your neighbor, your friends, or yourself? Have you neglected to do what is right? For that is a sin also. And I'm sure as you're thinking, you say, yes, I'm going to agree with you. I've done things that are wrong. And God calls that sin. All sins are against him. You say, okay, I'll agree with you. It says the wages of sin is death. Physical and spiritual separation from God. Because we have a just God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. What Jesus did for you and for me was he died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and resurrected on the third day that you could have eternal life. He never asked you to work for it. He never asked you to do anything other than say, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and I'm going to put my trust and faith in Him alone for my eternal life. And today, I'm calling on Him to be my Savior. If you prayed that prayer in your heart for the first time, our God is faithful. He's promised that He would save you by putting that trust in Him. Our God and Heavenly Father, we have many people here that are already saved, already serving you in their local church, already serving right here. And Lord, they need to be encouraged as they are today, every day. Encourage them, Lord, through your word, through your fellowship. Give them opportunities to speak to someone that doesn't know Christ and let that joy come into their life as they see that person understand and have their burdens lifted. Lord, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, I praise you tonight for this wonderful time we've had fellowshipping together around you. For Lord, without you, in your death and your burial and resurrection, our faith would have been meaningless. But because it is, we have victory over death. For in your name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.